Hi guys! Welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. I like the way you said that. Sexy Scary <laughs> Book Club. And I'm Jess. I'm trying to mix up my enunciation so it doesn't sound the same every time. I liked it. It was a little more alluring than usual. Ooh, all yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Nice cadence. <laughs> well, we've got a pretty alluring book this week. We do. I liked this book a lot. I don't know how you felt about it, but we'll get into that. Yeah. So um, we read River of Shadows by Karina Hale, and it's book one of the Underworld God series. I didn't look to see, is the, is it done, the series? Well, so originally I think the third book was supposed to be out by now, but I went to try to find it and it looks like it had been delayed because I just found people on Goodreads complaining about it not being out. Oh, all right. Feeling like they're being teased. We all know that feeling. Um, so as far as I know, there's just the first two are okay. out. Yeah. And right. I thought this was a new book. I found, I think this was the one where I, I sent you like a picture from Instagram, right? I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, this was like that really moody picture that I looked like a painting and like, is this a, is that this book? I think it is. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll look through our messages. But yeah. I, oh, wait. I asked. No, no. I figured it out. I Okay. Side rant. On Instagram now, there's that thing where you can accidentally make it like invisible. So where your stuff goes away right <laughs> yes. after you send it. I and just I acc- had to figure that out. Yes. Myself. I accidentally did it to you. I'm like, no, no, no. I need this. And I didn't figure out how to get it back. But it took me a while. Yeah. Um, I, had to I don't Google like that it. feature. That's a why shady feature. Want- yeah, it, you're, I like, mean, cheating. I guess I understand why you would want it. But yeah, my friend had sent me like a, a clip because she's someone I go hiking with. She's very fit and an avid hiker. And my friend Kate and I are enjoy hiking in theory, but are really like struggle bussing when we go on hikes with her. We're always like, let's just take a minute to look at the scenery here. And oh, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> Anyway, so she sends me funny videos of people pooping out on hikes. And yeah. I like went to try to click on it and I somehow erased erased it. Yes. So that's I had to what be like, to ah, me. I'm middle aged. I have to Google. Oh no, <laughs> what I totally I had a like old lady moment. And then I was like, Oh wait, it tells me how to do it right here. Let's just read. So I took a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I read. So you all know if you just swipe up again, it comes back. And swiping up is what Makes, makes it go, go away. away. Yeah. I, yes. I feel like, do I just have wild hands while I'm texting? You're just like, so like fervently <laughs> in it. You're like, ah, yes. maybe yeah. I, I get excited. And I'm trying to text fast and yes, uh, like the words aren't making sense and autocorrect is not a great feature. And yeah, it's just, I, it's a mess. I think I told you this once, but I somehow got my phone to where it likes to default to German on the keyboard mm, and yeah, I keep forgetting I how to fix it. I know I how to fix French it, but I just keyboard. don't. Yeah, yeah. I hit the bat. Yeah. I don't, it's like so far South of enter or whatever function is above it that I'm trying to hit that I'm like, my hands are just all over this yeah. <laughs> board. Yeah. Like if I'm not looking, if I'm just, I don't know, like looking at the actual chat and not the keyboard portion. Yeah. It's a yeah. disaster. I don't know. Yeah, maybe everybody getting, does like, that. Stuck in German. And then like the, what is that called? <laughs> the auto thing, auto text gets yeah, really interesting text. when you're in a yeah. different language. Yeah. And then if I try to do quotation marks, they're all funky. 
Um, and then I just get frustrated instead of just changing it. Why do you to have it. the German keyboard on there? Because you have to add those. You have to add different languages. Uh, so you must have. Ich Deutsch ein bisschen. Do you speak German? Nein. Oh, okay. Because okay. I added a little. Yeah, I added French because I was doing Duolingo. And That's so I think where I got the French it to. Keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know how I got on that rant. Something about Instagram. Oh, I thought this picture. book. I thought this book was like new because I just saw this picture. And I mean, then it's not it's old. Not. It's less than a year. It's old. over a year old, and there's already the second one out, oh, yeah, which is right. actually a no, pleasant no, it's, surprise. It's less than a year old because it came out July, uh, September 13th of 2022. Oh, your sources were different than mine. Well, that's what that's what uh, Amazon just told me. <laughs> Well, I think Amazon is more reliable because Goodreads told me January 27th, 2022. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. They could have like not had the audio book available. Like, maybe it came to print first. Although I don't know. Make but sense. anyways, I thought we were reading something really it's you know, not cutting brand edge and new. And new. No, it's not. I mean, we can't keep up with these bookstagram readers. They're, these I mean, TikTokers. You know, more power to them. I just... I don't understand how people can read so so many books. My friend Elaine included. She, we were discussing the House of Beating Wings series, oh, which yeah, you can't wait to get back yeah that we'll one. definitely be talking about that in the pod. Um, book three just came out. I want to yeah. say two weeks ago. Not yeah, and I'm a little ago. ahead of you, so I will probably squeeze those two books in really quick. Yeah, I've read book two already, <laughs> um, but. I remember her saying like, ooh, I got to finish this book I'm reading because I want to be able to start that the day that it comes out. And then I've been, you know, trying to catch up for the podcast book. So we just haven't really discussed the books that we're in. And I asked her a couple days ago, oh, did you finish the third book of Beating Wings yet? And she's like, oh, yeah, I've finished that. And I've read like four other books. Yeah, I am. I'm like, what? I can't manage. Look, sometimes a reading mood will just sweep me up and I just want to read for like the entire weekend or whatever. I mean, you know, I do work pretty much full time at this point. Um, and I, I, I fall asleep. So I read before bed every night, but you know, I have maybe 45 minutes in me max before I'll start falling asleep. So I can't really read more than a book a week. Unless they're really short, then maybe I can do two. This one went pretty quick. This was a quick read for me, at least. Took me a week. Took you a week. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's like just right reading before bed. I mean, yeah. and I'm not talking anything about book quality here. I can be totally absorbed and really enjoying the story. And if I only read before bed, you know, sometimes I just don't have time to, to read during the day at any point except for right before bed it just sort of depends on my weekly schedule or my brain fry out if I'm like having a an especially busy work week you know both of us have to to look at the computer all day that is so true. sometimes I'm just like oh, I can't I can't read right after work or whatever anyway my point is I haven't read that many books in comparison to the books that some people are able to get through so this one is super new for understand. us. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I ha- I have had it on my list for I didn't a know while anything about it. Like, when, I saw the Instagram picture and that was, and then I was like, well, let's read it. 
Yeah, that, that must it. be when I looked and was like, oh, yeah, that one's been on my list because I yeah. have my TBR list is comprised of basically I just hide the photos, which is funny. <laughs> It's like I'm trying to hide some sort of dirty secret. Well, I mean, it's some of these a, covers we are a little. Yeah, but it's basically just a way to keep it organized for me. Because yeah, if you hide you the photo, it goes away from your regular album. Um, but if you just create a new album, like if I just created an album for TBR books, it would still all the pictures would still show up in my regular album. And so I kind of just wanted it separated. Yeah. And so my hidden photos are just my tbr list and this one was in there it was but it was buried pretty deep so i definitely uh, had it on there for a while so uh, elaine probably told me about it because she's already read the, the two books hmm. when i mentioned that we were reading it she was like <laughs> i feel like anytime i'm like oh we're reading this one for the podcast oh yeah that one was good <laughs> she's always already Last read year. them <laughs> so yeah she's and she said she pretty much just doesn't sleep anymore so i said okay well that's not going to work for me because I love sleeping. Ooh, love it. If I could be unconscious more of the time, I would pick that. I often think about that in most of these books that we read. These characters don't sleep much a lot. Like, I, I worry wants, for them. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and usually they're in these dire circumstances and they're making really important decisions and they're all completely sleep deprived. Yeah, that But they rarely talk tired. about it. Like, it just is what it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, she does. Okay, so let's get into it. So, Hannah. Yeah. Hannah Heikinen? I don't know how I don't to know. say Finnish It looks names. like Heineken, but not. It's yeah. like Heikinen. Yeah, I think it's Heine- Heik- Heikinen. Heikinen. You never know with Finnish yeah. language sometimes. It's kind of like Irish. It'll look one way, and then someone says it, and you're like, okay, well, that's not how that's spelled at all. <laughs> We're so. that way with every name, so let's not <laughs> Yeah, let's get into it on this one because yeah. there's we'll just are say Hannah. names that I just kind of flooped over. And yeah, there's this beautiful like glossary right in the beginning where they I go over yeah. all the characters, and I'm like, this means nothing to me, and mm-hmm. I don't want to read it, so... I'm never going to remember. I had started reading it and I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to, because, you know, I knew we were going to be talking about it for the pod. So I'm trying to look at it. But then I thought, I don't know. I haven't met any of these people yet. So it's, there's no context for me and I won't remember. Even when there is context, I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. But we know Hannah. We just were questioning her last name, but there's Hannah. (laughs) Right. And so she has an estranged father. Who lives Is he in really Finland. estranged? Well, like he's not estranged because like she still has lots of love for him. She just it's like she hasn't gone out to see him because her mom doesn't care for him. Yeah, so her relationship with her father I thought was a little odd. Wonky. Yeah. Because on one hand, like you said, she's got all this love for him. She feels a closeness with him. But on the other hand, her mother moved them away to the States when she was young and and hates him and doesn't want anything to do with him and remarried. And so we know she went to visit him, at least at first, because she talks about trips to Finland and, you know, summers spent with him or whatever. But then at some point, she stopped going. And so she hasn't seen him for years at this point. And... 
like we don't really get a lot of explanation for why that is beyond just her mom stopped sending her. But she's 24 yeah. at this I point. I mean, imagine so she got busy with her life and doing whatever she's doing. Like it happens, you know. Yeah. And she did say, you know, so he she finds out that he dies. And so she's going to Finland for his funeral. And so she does say, oh, you know, she's feeling a lot of guilt because she just always assumed that he would be there. So it's not necessarily that she didn't want to see him, but just other things came up and he always got backburnered, but she never felt like there was the pressure of time, which makes sense. I will say I felt a lot of like kinship with this female main character I was gonna say yeah she's very again like I don't think she should be 24 she feels older than that to me she feels like she's truly grieving like when I first started this book it it was actually a little heavy like it was kind of hard to read it didn't feel like our normal kind of like fantasy land like it felt like a real person like grieving the loss of her father and there's some stuff that really hit and I, I don't usually get that heaviness in these books as much so it was a little I had to adjust to it to be honest at first yeah there's that heaviness and there's also a heaviness about her own life um Mm -hmm. that she brings up a few times just like that feeling of never never feeling like you fit Mm -hmm. like you're going through life but nothing really means anything to you nothing really matters you don't you're not like feeling a connection to the things around you and, like, maybe that just speaks personally to me <laughs> in terms of, like, you know, yeah. post-COVID life. And well, I was laughing because at one point she described herself as, like, a basic bitch. And, like, her description, I'm like, oh, wait, that's a basic bitch? Because if that's a basic bitch, I'm totally a basic bitch. It was just, like, you know, she works for, like, a social media or she does social media for a company and she likes crystals and like you know dabbles in like light witchcraft <laughs> like, yeah like it was pumpkin very, spice latte like pumpkins yeah exactly I was like I mean I'm not a pumpkin spice latte Me one either. but like everything else I was like oh is this but basic I do go bitch to Starbucks <laughs> I do too it's convenient and they've got that like and I was so angry I told you this when I was discovered a drink that I liked at Starbucks I'm like god damn it yeah well as you know I think we've mentioned on the podcast before we both worked for Pete's coffee coffee and tea and so that Starbucks was like our competitor so you weren't you know they weren't even our like I mean well where we met yes yeah yeah well yeah especially these days because Pete's has you know we both what just put Pete's out there well, I'm just saying they've yeah. become more corporate over the yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They certainly didn't start out having the same business model as Starbucks. And so, like, I, I know when when I first started working at Pete's, I had a lot of Pete's pride. And whenever there would be that comparison to Starbucks, it would be like, oh, no. Like, we're, be- we're, we're way better than Starbucks. Well, we were the ground baker, <laughs> bakers, breakers. Starbucks wouldn't exist without Pete's. That was always yeah. the, like, stance. Yeah, we, tr- we trained the... CEO of Starbucks yeah. learned how to roast his coffee at Pete's. Yeah, yeah just, you know, and then you start going to Starbucks and there's a little shame in that. There is a little shame, but I Not don't know. Not anymore. I've gotten over it because I don't care at this point, but. I still have coffee connections, so I have to be a little shamed. Oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Nothing much shames me anymore. <laughs> All right. Anyways, here bad. we are. We've got Hannah. She's grieving her father and she's going back to Finland to his funeral. It's a great setup. We're going to Finland. Yay. 
Who doesn't yeah. want to go to Finland? And then we meet Rasmus, who immediately I was annoyed by. Which we, meet, I was, we don't meet Rasmus. We meet um Well, I mean, yeah, we meet later. the other two people. She but gets there first. To me, they don't matter because we don't no. we only see them for a second. And then Okay, yeah. They all they are only there for a second. But I have to I have to give them a moment because okay. Something that I, I immediately loved about this book, and I think it's it holds true throughout the whole book, is there's this like old school fairy tale vibe happening where things aren't as what they seem. Like, you know how like I don't know about you, but like I demolished fairy tales as a child. Like I just read them over and over again and they were like the original ones. So they were a little like twisted and like they like you read them and you're like it's a fairy tale like you know there's gonna be like a prince at the end happy ending but there was always this like undertone of like something nefarious was going on right and this book has that and I was me like oh I haven't seen this in a while like in our readings and it did it had that like duplicity to it and I loved it and like because the first character you meet is like she's like kind of like she worked with her father but there's this hint that like she's not what she seems like. I think she's essentially a demon. Like, you know, they, yeah, they we're going to but... learn more about these two, I'm sure. Yeah, but I love that. I was so intrigued by that because like this book just felt different right from the get go. Like I told you, it felt a lot heavier. It felt like we were dealing with like real human emotions, like real loss. And then you also get this like twisted fairy tale vibe. And I was just all in. So excited. Yeah, see, for me, I I just did not care at all. I was just it. like, I know she's going somewhere else and none of this is, I just wanted to get there. See, I didn't know. So I, I had a hard time connecting. I was just trying to like go through it, go through it, go through it. Cause I'm like, okay. I, I, I had the sense that like none of these people we're, we're with right now, we're going to stay with. So I don't care. About ah. them. Let's just move along. Like we meet Rasmus and I'm like, he can't possibly be the guy. Right. Cause I, that, like I had that moment too. I was like, please God, no. <laughs> Like he's like he's kind of described like weaselly and red hair. Like I got Ron Weasel, Weasley, <laughs> Ron Weasel. I'm sorry, Ron. <laughs> but it just wasn't like it's not like our normal vibe. And I kept telling myself, no, this is a book about the underworld. I know death is coming into play. Yeah, death's got to. I mean, be the I guy. knew he wasn't going to be it, but I also was like immediately, I don't trust him, and there's something going on with this because he's weaselly. He's got all he's the information, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. yeah, so. I did not read fairy tales actually as a child, surprisingly, because it seems like it fits in with my aesthetic now as an adult. But for whatever reason, I didn't ever really dip into them. Definitely Disney stuff, but not the true fairy tale. I had this old school like Reader's Digest. They put out two volumes and they were like this blue color. They had a little like scene on the front. And I would be in my room bored. I wouldn't know what else to do. And I would just read these fairy tales over and over and over again. And then I also had this really old edition of Grimm's fairy tales. I don't know. A grandparent probably gave it to me at some point. And like, that is all I read. And then I did, I found, it was so funny when I met Jason, his grandmother had one half of that Reader's Digest volume. And I totally took it because I was like, oh, yeah. That's memories. It. Yeah. But so, yeah, I was upset. I mean, that's really what I read. Mostly that and Black Stallion. <laughs> was yeah, it? see, I was deep into the like Beverly Cleary stuff initially. I did read, that. I did Ramona, read Babysitter's Club. Mouse and the Motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Babysitter's Club, Sweet stuff. Valley High. And then I started segueing into the Christopher Pike and R.L. Yeah, Stein. And that's too. really where my 
<laughs> love of of paranormal romance began the L.J. Smith series, which yeah. we talked about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So never, yeah, never much for the fairy tales, but okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm surprised about myself that I wasn't oh. also into that, but I guess it's just what you're introduced to as a child. It's Obviously, my mom. Yeah, <laughs> I have seen Grimm's fairy tales. Not a great movie. No, but no. Or the Brothers Grimm. That's the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we've got Rasmus. He basically saves her, right? Because she's at her father's finish retreat. Yeah. So she wants them to open up the casket because she wants to see him. Because she's got, like you said, there's this underlying like unease that she feels from something the get go that something is amiss. Like, yeah, that something's not adding up. She's like doesn't want to fall asleep in the car because she doesn't trust this lady. And then she falls asleep and she's like, oh, that was weird. Like I fell asleep super deeply, but instantly. So there's definitely this like mysterious setup happening. And she's sees this casket and she's like, I feel like my father's not in. Like, I want to see it. I don't know if he's in there. Like, I just have a weird feeling that something isn't what it seems. And so she opens up the casket and it's empty. Dun, dun, dun. But then they do some kind of mumbo jumbo and she sees his body in there. Yeah. But then his body starts turning into Rasmus. And then Rasmus is like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he whisks her away on a reindeer. Yeah, and he, and he dropped some truth bombs that her father was a, sh- a really powerful shaman. And they all are shamans? And, like, Rasmus yes. is a shaman in training? Yeah, yeah, he's an apprentice. He's her father's apprentice. And so her father, I guess, had cancer, had terminal cancer. And so he was going to the land of the dead, which is, I guess, a place that the shamans go into on the regular to, like, steal their magic. Mm -hmm. And so he went there to try to find a cure for his cancer. When in the land of the dead, he encounters death himself and is captured. So he's being held prisoner by death. But, like, he kind of wants to be held prisoner, right? Because he's going in there with the intent of, like negotiating with death see i didn't get that i kind of thought he was trundling around looking just trying for... to find something yeah that cure because cancer. they like go there all the time and take little things oh, to no. like take back to the upper world to use in their in their magic making maybe <laughs> i didn't even catch that i thought he was just going to find death to, bar- like, to make a deal make a bargain yeah okay death. i mean yeah. i kind of thought that was like plan b once he got caught, but it could well, that be that ends that up being the plan because his ass gets caught and death's got him. Yeah. And so death. I'm sorry. Is death named Tony? <laughs> Tony. I kept calling him. Tony. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Tony to me. <laughs> I did not even get there, but I guess death's name is Tony. Yeah. To me, I was I was cackling basically because every time they said Tuoni, I was just like, "Hey, hey, Tuoni!" Yeah, I couldn't even remember. (laughs) I couldn't remember his name. I was just like, "What is it? Death? His name's Death. He's Death." I'm like, "He didn't have a name, right?" Yeah, they they refer to him as Death 
mostly. But, but his name is Tony. His name's Tony. <laughs> so in order to free her father, mm. Hannah accompanies Rasmus into the land of the dead that's accessible through these shamanic portals within the Arctic Circle. And Hannah's like, okay, I I guess I'll go with you because you whisked me away in the snow on this reindeer and now we're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, which... Probably yes. dumb of me to be here, but I'm in it now, so I'll just go along with it. And she's very much just going can... along for the ride. Like she's like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, is this even real? Whatever. And We're she starts just... seeing these animals, which I, I, this is where I started to get sucked into the story. Animals. Yeah, it was when. Well, it's just this like this accepting that reality isn't what it seems portion because she's seeing these animals and they're like half skeleton half flesh very dark very like it really painted a picture for me um and it was just very like macabre and gross i thought the same i was like oh this is different than we don't usually get this style like not recently in what we've been reading um, and I kind of appreciated it. I was like, yeah, this is a freaking underworld. Like it should be. And it was really like creative. I don't know. Some of these might've been based off of actual finish. Like I'm sure. Yeah. Creatures or mythical characters, but like, yeah, I, same thing. I was like, this is cool. This feels different. I like it. Yeah. But and they I did. Sp- oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I did. Um, I marked, I was laughing cause I, I found her really relatable. And even like we were saying like, I don't know, she kind of just went with emotions. I'm like, yeah, I think I might too. I'm like, I kind of. Uh, she at one point says, yeah, I am. I have crystals that give me good energy. I believe in my horoscope half the time. And I think the ancient Egyptians were in cahoots with aliens. But even the most open-minded person has their limits. And this was my limit. And that's how she's like starting to be like, oh, holy shit, what is going on? You know, <laughs> because there is like, I, I just found that really relatable because there's a part of me like, yeah, sure, I'm open. But then if I started seeing like, you know, weird ass creatures with skeletons showing, I'd probably be like, oh, fuck no, what? <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? <laughs> I'm I'm open to a point, but yeah, yeah, and like he's like, we're gonna go on this boat, and hey, if they know that we're alive, they should probably like savagely kill us. Just be quiet, okay? Just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think she's in a bit of shock at this point. I too. do too. Yeah, and she's she's still like she once she was grieving, like we said that from the beginning, it was very obvious. Like this was a heavier like tone. Like you could feel like her grief, and then it's just like she's thrust into this like fantastical land like she has to be in total shock like what is and like her dad is not dead but is dead like in well, she yeah she doesn't underworld. know what to believe at the i mean i think yeah. at this point she still thinks rasmus is insane and her yeah, father so is too. dead but i mean look like if you're grieving if you lost somebody that you loved and you think there's even like the slightest possibility that they're really alive somewhere yeah you're probably gonna latch on to that because you're gonna go with it yeah because what why not yeah yeah and then oh and then so they get on this boat like it's basically like the river in the underworld you know someone there's a fairy and like the i don't remember the daughter's name but she's the daughter of death loviatar yeah or lovi lovi lovi's on there and lovi is like very colloquial like she's like a little contemporary like with what she's saying and like i love that the like um hannah is still kind of like this is just a big scheme this isn't real like why would yeah, she talk everybody's that way? LARPing. Yeah, it's like this is a big LARP convention. I was like, I loved that. Because like, I don't know. I feel like that is is very relatable. Mm-hmm. It's like that is how I would process it as well. And <laughs> I like Lovi. She's, you know, from the get go, 
like you said, she's speaking in this modern way and you yes. learn that she's obsessed with the upper world and she kind of like tries to sneak up there as often as she can because she's just enamored with mortals and she's like a Bravo fan. I like that. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But so I did like, have hey, a I got to run this ferry. I got to do my job yeah. and wear this bone mask and I trade Dad's off with my brother. But, yeah. you know, really, I'm super into... Um, pop culture pop culture yeah i know she's like and she just has this like kind of like bony mask like it's very intimidating looking right she's like i'm scary right do i look scary i'm supposed to be scary it's <laughs> like it's kind of like got this like fever dream element that i liked you know it's just like what the fuck is going on it reminded me a lot of um that alice in wonderland Stacey yeah Marie kind of mm-hmm. book that we read a similar kind of just like a little bit of like chaos and it's you just kind of go bit- along Beauty and the Beast, too, I would say. It is. And I was like, I was thinking like, no, this is like Hades and Persephone, right? This is their, it has to be their, their story. But no, it's much more, I felt more Beauty and the Beast for sure. Yeah. I mean, and then, but yeah, anyways, they're on the, inspiration. the boat and like, she does talk a lot about how she's done capoeira in the past. And so she is trained to like fight, but she's like super fighter all of a sudden. And like Yeah, she so she lift. like steals. So the swans come up and they're like the relics of the underworld they used to do yeah there's like an old underworld and a new regime (laughs) there's the old regime the swans are the old regime yeah and you get little like hints of that they they drop that in there's like the old gods and the new and there's some Uh, sort of tussle between the two where the old gods are trying to come back or there's like an up rumors of an uprising and so like things are tense in the underworld there's not a happy balance going on and so like the swans it used to be their job to ferry the dead to the city of of the dead and now Lovi and her brother have been doing that since we we come to find that her father is death and so that's their job now but the swans come in every once in a while because <laughs> she's like letting things slip and and it's been a problem yeah, with people their pretending to be dead. It's tough and to like. Yeah, they're not really doing dead. It right. <laughs> yeah. So the swans come up and they're like, these people are really alive. You're fucking up again, Lovi. Yeah. And then Lovi's like, oh, fuck, I'm so angry. They tricked me. And then Hannah just goes like crazy ninja pull takes Lovi's like sword and just hacks him and kills him and kicks Lovi overboard yeah she's like vicious and then and then she's like also mentions like I said she's kind of got like superpower like she's much stronger than she normally would be and she's not really sure why and like the sword was kind of the like um sword in the stone moment like she shouldn't have been able to get it out or to lift it but yeah she could. it was really heavy but it yeah. felt like nothing to her yeah so you kind of get this hint that like she might be connected to this land somehow or there might be there might be more going on than I'm just trying to find my dad which yeah I'll hear for it love that shit yeah and then there's mermaids too mm-hmm and yeah, the mermaid so gives him the goddess of the sea. Yeah, shows up and she kind of help makes a deal with them. There's lots of deal making too. There's lots of yeah. bartering. And even at one point, I think it's um, Rasmus that says, "Oh, trades happen all the time between the mortals and the gods." Yeah, it's very old school, like mythology, gods, and fairy tales. Like we we know this. We we this is somewhat familiar. You know, lots yeah. of tricksters and trades and then Rasmus. This is so I do like the mermaids because at this point I'm like, oh, Rasmus isn't the guy. Thank God, because he gets a blowjob from the mermaid and she's just like, ew, 
Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I didn't really sense like any sexual chemistry between them whatsoever. No, but you're always start, nervous. So I was like, okay, I'm like pretty positive that <laughs> they're not going to make him be the guy here. No, he ends up being a little snake because they're like escaping and he's like, yeah, I'm going to help you get to your dad. And then he sells her out to death and takes off. Well, he doesn't even sell her out. He just takes off, right? Yeah. I mean, I think her assumption is that his whole plan all along or what she's been led to believe. And we're kind of still in the dark about his motivations because we don't really see him again until the end of the book. We know he wants power. Like that's always like. Yeah, the question is, the question is, and it's kind of brought to to light based on the conversations that he has with some of the other people that we meet. It's like, oh, you're here again. Like you're always coming in here to try to get power, something of power. And so is that really why you're here or are you here because you're being altruistic and you want to save Hannah's dad? No, he wants something. He wants, I think he wants both, but. But yeah, and and he even says, like, he wants to steal this book of runes. Like, he mentions that first to Hannah. Yeah. So yeah, so he, they they come face to face with death. Death has been scouting because he knows that, you know, there's a plan in place to try to rescue Hannah's dad. And he knows that Rasmus is bringing Hannah there because he's got a network and he can kind of see what's going on in his mm-hmm. realm. And so he finds them. And Rasmus just fucks off out of there. And so I think the idea is like, oh, that was his plan all along was he was really just planning to trade me for my dad. Yeah. Which she's kind of fine with because she decides that she's going to do that. She's like, okay, I'm willing to make that sacrifice if it means that my father can have his cancer cured and can go. Yeah. And she ends up ultimately like it, that ends up being her choice. Like she's stuck in some like spider web with some like gigantor spider, web, which is very Lord of the Rings. And that, that kind of did like pull me out because she references Lord of the Rings a lot. So it's like, Oh, maybe don't make that connection. So obvious. Well, Um, yeah. I mean, I think the kind of drop in was that maybe Tolkien was a shaman who was visiting was, yes, the inspired underworld and was by the inspired. Underworld. Yeah. 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 So it's like, okay, fine. I'll let you pass. It's like anytime there were moments like that where I was kind of like, huh, they were always explained. So I do appreciate that. Um, but yeah, she's stuck in this spider web and she wants to get away from the spider. Basically, she's fucked and death's like, hey, I can help you out. Like he doesn't even say it that casually. He's not very nice. But she's just like, you can have whatever you want. I'll be your wife. Like, she just puts out all these terror. I'll, I'll be, be your slave. I'll, be- I'll do anything. You can put, like, a what, like collar around my neck. and Like, she just, like, puts it all out there. And he's like, well, these are some incredible ideas. Sure. <laughs> and it's just, like, kind of funny. That it's like, I'm like, oh, you've been reading too many of these books. Because you're like, oh, I can do all of this. Yeah. But it's also funny because it's like, well, yeah, that's Death's plan the whole time. Yeah. Is that is. he's going to take Hannah. But he's just like, well, you're putting yourself just on this pretty plate for me. Tell me more. Yeah, what what right? else can I do to you? What I, else are you expecting me to do to you? Yeah, uh. And you're right. Like, he is mean. And yeah. he is, you know, there's this setup. I mean, this is one of those tropes. It's like a kidnapping trope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she is absolutely captive and he's her captor. And that's, like, problematic for a lot of people. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure how I felt about it initially. 
I mean, I obviously, know. it's like, oh, he's just going to be misunderstood. There's more more to death than meets the eye. He's not all bad. He's got a great relationship with his kids. Which is weird because, like, I actually was kind of hung up on the whole, like, Louvi's his daughter and, like, Louvi and her, like, they end up being like buddy buddy friends, and I'm like, you're yeah, like, but also like Lovi is way older Lovie, than her. Lovi, I don't know. Lovi, Lovi okay. uh, Tar. Yeah, I had a hard time with like death having children. I don't know that why. are grown. Yeah, that caught yeah. me. Like, and- I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like all of these dudes are centuries older than our female main character. That's yes. just always a thing when you're when you're mixing mortals with. Otherworldly creatures, whatever they are, vampires, fairy, gods, what have you. But yeah, when you highlight it with things like, oh, and he also has these adult children who are also way older than you, but he's totally going to fuck this 24-year-old. Exactly. There's nothing weird about that, guys. There's nothing weird nothing about weird. it. Yeah, that <laughs> it's weird. Like <laughs> It's already weird, but then when you put the kids in the mix, like it I don't know. It makes it extra cringy and it draws your attention to it even more when you're trying to just like, you know, suspend the disbelief and like kind of go with it. And then you're like, I can't go with it. You keep bringing it up. Yeah, <laughs> I know? felt the same way. And also it comes back to the, like, what can you possibly, what can this thousand year old, I was, I'll just say man, God, whatever, have in common with somebody who's existed for 24 years? Yeah, he entertains or she entertains him because she's but why like, a little different Yeah, because he's bored. Yeah. I always think of that like, you know, in Twilight, the like vampire that's just like so bored and he's always like, can we be done with yes. this already? <laughs> like, that's I feel it. like that's the best representation of how somebody would be if they're, they're thousands of years old. But right? I don't know that they care about fucking a 24 year old. Well, I guess it just like ignited something in him and he's like, mm, maybe, maybe I would be intrigued by this yeah I mean he's very very to the point from the get-go of I don't know how long I'm gonna keep you for like you're interesting you're now to me now but I could get bored of you at any time and then I'll kill you so we'll just see how it goes in the real world but yeah and we learn about death that he kills with his hands Oh, yes. So he can't touch anything with his bare hands unless he wants to instantly kill them. And we also learn, because we know he has children, that he has an ex-wife. So he was married to a demon before. Yeah. And her name is... I did write this down as well. Oh, that's the other one. I'm like, is her name Louie? I don't <laughs> Louis know. And just Tony. Little, don't Aunt Louie. Go way back. Louis, There's Louis no real high. love between them. They're just, you know, it was a political It was a political alliance, and she never was much interested in being a mother, and then she cheated on him with the shaman. And so they got divorced, and they have an agreement in exchange for letting her live. She's not allowed to leave the star swamp. And she's got her lover there in her own castle, but she can't see death and she can't see her children and she can't interfere with the politics of the world. And she had to give up her crown of crimson because when yes. she was married to death, she was the goddess of death. And so we do learn about her and um, and that, you know, death can love. But he didn't love her. But he didn't love her, but he is capable of love. He and that's something that everyone really wants Hannah to know. He's, <laughs> He's capable. not all bad. He's yeah. capable of love. 
And his penis can touch you, just not his hands. Oh, everything else can touch you, just yeah. not his bare hands. His bare oh, hand. that's Unless where I was going with you're that. You're the chosen. That's, that's what I what I brought his ex-wife up for, because Death has had mentioned that was one of the things that she just couldn't get on board with, is that he could never touch her with his hands. It like, was never enough. Like He tried to be like the most skillful lover. Well, I thought she said it was enough. No. You read that completely differently than I did. <laughs> Really? I read it. It's like, I remember him saying, like, he's like, I never had any complaints. Like, I can make do without my hands. Well, yeah, he says that because he learned how to be a skilled lover. But then he makes the point of saying it it still wasn't enough for his ex-wife. Oh, yeah, I just missed that. I don't know. No. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of creepy because, you know, you do get some sex scenes in here. And he's got he's leather like, gloves. Yeah, or feathered gloves, or he's got gloves that create all different Mini kinds gloves. of sensations. That but I'm like, fun. I don't know, like a gloved hand going up in me. Yeah, it was like she mentions a lot of times like she can hear like the creeching of the glove. Is that the right word? Did I just make that? I don't word? know that creeching is a word, but I know what you mean when you say okay, that. Thanks. So yeah, <laughs> she can hear it like that, that leathery, like, yeah, you know. like the crackly. Yeah, mm. like that noise, the like. You know, I grew up riding horses. This is a, this is a noise that leather makes. <laughs> yeah, Not the snappy need... noise, the other noise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, I was going to say, like, getting into the spice of this book. I found okay, something talk. to be, like, really off-putting about yeah. their f- initial sex scenes. Because, okay, like, there's absolutely a power dynamic between them. Because Death says he wants her on all fours not looking at him, totally naked on the bed, and that's how he wants her to be, like, when he comes in the room. Mm-hmm. And so he, she, like, hears him come in the room because he's got her under lock and key. And we didn't talk about his masks, so he's always, he always wearing these on. different masks, these different bone masks. And it, when she first meets him, she doesn't know if that's just his face. And yeah, because so he's like, surrounded oh my God. you know, like by, I can't even see his yeah. eyes. Like they're just these black pits. What are those things that are always with him? There's like the handmaidens and then there's yeah, the, the death maidens and the death uh there's the masculine mates. version. And they're always <laughs> like they're, called. they're like, you know, half skeleton, half like they're, they're like grotesque kind of. Yeah. But they're so the, she's they're their like, servants. Yeah. But so she's just like death could definitely be like a decaying monster like that's what he could look like I don't know and then she starts to see like glimpses of his eyes behind this mask and they're these piercing oh, like, gray oh, eyes, eyes. yeah okay <laughs> all right he's got eyes I could see I see she saw his hand because when he's like explaining why he can't touch anyone with his with his bare hands he does like unveil his hand out of the glove and he's got all these like swirly symbols all over his hand and she's like okay he's got he's got a fleshy hand his hand hand looks normal I can see his eyeballs so okay there might be like an actual man under there (laughs) yeah so yeah so he comes in the room and then she sees that he takes the mask off and like puts it on the table so she can see the mask. And so she's like, okay, but I, he can't, won't let me turn around. He's like bracing her down mm. on all fours. And then she hears like him unzip his pants. And the first time she's like, I'm not brave enough for this. And so he stops she it shakes. and he leaves. And so like, I, tell. yeah, cause I can appreciate that. It's like, okay, like he w- it's this question of, well, she's still your captive, so is it ever really going to be consensual? 
Well, but you there is a thing. You do have her locked in her room. Like, he does, like, lead into it. And there's something that's like, would you want me to, like, come into your room at night? Like, she's like, she yeah. Because she's it. trying to play like, with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's this little tiny mermaid stuck yes, in her room. And the, she's that. told her, like, hey, make him fall in love with you. And, they, like, yeah, use this it. mermaid and, and death used to have a relationship. Until she, she pissed was him off and he captive. shrunk her. Yeah, she he got tired of her and he shrunk her down to this little Barbie-sized mermaid and then he's got her chilling out in this fish tank and everyone kind of forgets about her. And so, yeah, so Belle doesn't know her real name, but Death named her Tinkerbell. That's the other thing. He he brings up Peter Pan references a He few likes times. old movies, like from the human world. Yeah, he likes he likes mortal culture. He's fascinated by mortals as well. Yes. Um, but so the the character of Belle offers us a lot of of narrative information about how this world works and who death is and death's history and death's ex-wife. We get a lot of exposition from Belle. Yeah, but the, there is this thing like she's like death is like, oh, she wants to play. OK. And then he goes to her room and is like, oh, you're you're trembling. You're not who I thought you wanted. You, you don't want to play. And he's respectful of that. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. Yeah. And goes like, back okay. to, you know, his own asshole ways, whatever. You get points for that. Yeah. I, so, I was just like, fuck, what is wrong with me? I was all for this. I found it so sexy. I loved it. I was okay. like, yes, come to my room at night. Don't let me look at you. All for it. Like, I don't I mind that it. part. But for some reason, it was him being fully clothed that grossed me out. It's like, you're just yeah, fucking, you're fully clothed, just your dick out of your leather pants. But that's what know. it's about. It's just about sex. It wasn't about yeah. like love. It was just about need, I guess. I don't know. I, I was all into it. And in a complete like reversal of everything I've ever said, he talks and I like it. I okay. like the shit that he says. I was surprised. I'm like, oh, I don't hate this. Oh, okay. I hated okay. it. I didn't really hate did. it. And I'm, I'm like confused. I'm like, why didn't I hate it? Like, you, you know, I complain all the time about like, shut the fuck up. Like, mm-hmm. stop talking. He even says like cream at one point. And I was like, eh, it kind of worked. See, I don't, I just like all of the vernacular that's used for the sex. I was surprised that I liked it. I don't like, I'm like, who am I? He keeps calling her Little Bird, which Little Bird is a real common nickname in these. Because he wants her to fly. Don't like that. Don't like referencing her orgasms as, oh, Little Bird, fly, Little Bird, fly. I don't like all the references to messy and wet. And at one point, that he she makes several comments about his mouth being wet. Yeah, mouths are wet. I get that. They're wet. I don't, <laughs> I don't want remember that, that one, highlighted. But... It was several times brought up. I don't, like, what is he, like, just got spit all over his mouth? And it's like, well, he it's does like, eat it her out a lot. Bad kiss. Like it reminds he's... me of, like, when you're young and, and a guy's just, like, coming at your mouth like a reptile. <laughs> and he's just, like, all over your mouth. Like, that's what I think of when I think of a messy like a reptile? Mouth. I wonder, like, do you think reptiles would... I would think of them as being yeah, dry. Yeah, right, they're dry. I guess, like, I'm thinking of the dirty tongue. Like an amphibious like the, creature. The dirty, stiff tongue. Dirty, stiff tongue. Nobody likes a dirty, Dar- stiff tongue. Dirty. Dirty. Oh, darty. Like it's darting out like a lizard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like, stop. Stop. Yeah, it's like so staccato. Every time, yeah, so every time she said like messy and wet, I just kept thinking, oh god, is he a bad kisser? No, like, I, don't I don't know. Think he was a bad I kisser just, at all. I, it got better. I'm just saying those initial 
times were rough for you. Were like, yeah, they took me out of it. I mean, okay. I like I have to back up and say, like, I really do like this book, and I'm already reading the second one. <laughs> you are. Yeah, we have another book, it. and it's really long. I know, but we've got time. <sighs> I had right. to because it, it ends on a cliffhanger, and I was it like, does. this is unacceptable. I just decided to see how long it takes me to whip through this, and I'll dip out of it if I have to. But, but yeah, so like I did like it. I'm like all on board. Yeah. But just that those initial sex scenes, I just did, and I'm not even going to say I didn't like them. I just didn't know how to feel about them. I had like mixed mixed feelings. Oh, he also like there she calls her vagina her cleft. And I didn't like I don't that either. That. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't like little bird. I didn't like cleft. I didn't like messy and I didn't like wet. I'm okay clean. with little bird because it's like implying that she's going to fly away by having an orgasm. And I get that. It's like a freeing feeling. Like, Yeah, he just says it too much. I don't maybe. like when they overuse the nicknames. But that's his little I'm name for picky. her. I'm very picky. I'm very picky. He says fly away with me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fly away with you. I, mean, I know. Oh, I that was the other thing. I think I could handle his talking because you always got her like a little inner monologue that was kind of like, <laughs> what? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so it made it like, it made it relatable again. Like, I, I just think I actually really like this main, like, I like Hannah a lot. Yes, I like I, Hannah I like a lot. Too. the way Hannah processes things. And so like, if she's into for it, I'm in for it. Like, I'm like, okay, Hannah, I got you, girl. Let's do this. And I do, I do like their relationship because right from the get go, I like the dynamic of she's not falling in line and she's not saying what she's supposed to. And this does make him mad, but it also amuses him. Yeah. So it's like that banter of like, oh, look at this cute little little thing pushing back and bird balking at me. I'm going to maybe break her, but I don't know. Like she's also uh, I'm oddly drawn to the fact that she doesn't she is scared of me, but she doesn't seem scared of me. And yeah. I, I like that playful dynamic. Like, even when he's leading her around by a collar like a dog, you get that there's like, this is amusing to him because she brought she it up. She suggested it. Yeah, yeah, she suggested it. And so really, he's just, he's like, okay, I'm going to play this part for her then. They're this both is, playing a part ultimately. Let's until see where stop this playing. goes. Yeah, well, yeah. you told me to put the collar on you like a dog. So here we are. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he's fun. He is <laughs> and fun. Maybe that's fucked up to say, because again, holding her captive. But he does unlock her door and it's unlocked for like a week and she never even tries to leave. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's a little disappointing because I thought you were a, fighter. a badass bitch. You know, you knocked lovia out of her boat and stole her sword so i was i was hoping i was hoping for a little little play you're giving up yeah he wants her to fight a little which is probably fu- i mean that's actually kind of fucked up yeah no he's getting <laughs> off on that yeah but then you do see like the side of him and maybe that's why he has kids that like he he's there's Can a lightness to him yeah huh? he likes old movies he can be tender he, he likes old tender. movies he's a good dad He's yeah. capable of love, we know. Belle, the mermaid, was obviously in love with him. Yeah. yeah and she's, like, willing there. to forgive him, even though, like, yeah, he shrunk her down and is keeping her in a fish tank. That's pretty unforgivable. Yeah, and, like, she seems like, she's like, yeah, it's okay. It's just a new way of being, you know. 
I well, maybe Belle's just a very like positive, like I'll you know find the good in everything. Yeah, and she does. Uh, Hannah does free her. Yeah, so which they have I do to plan. I think that. Oh, you already started the second book. It's no fair. But I think that like maybe Belle getting away does have something to do with Rasmus being able to come back and at the end, like Rasmus is like, let's go, Hannah. He does come back and free her. Like I, I just I think there's probably more coming from Belle and the mermaids and the queen of the sea or whatever. Or not. I don't know. I actually I couldn't say. You don't know. Legitimately, yet. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I haven't seen Belle again yet. Uh, oh, and there is like we what kind of like I've mentioned it for a second, but there is this idea that there is somebody that is meant to be the queen of the yeah, we've got a goddess. prophecy, of course. There's always yeah, a prophecy. and the prophecy is like death will be able to touch her with his hands, and you know, she and won't they'll die. rule together, they'll rule together. And that that's another thing, too, that like kind of makes you have a little more like you know, tender feelings towards death is that like, as we said, there were the old gods and death is kind of part of this new regime. And the old gods were just like twisted fucks, like what you would expect from the underworld. And the underworld was just in chaos and there was like no order. And it was just like, you know, creature, creature, whatever. And so death like came in. Creature world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So like death came in and was like, no, we were going to have a city. We're going to have like, rules jobs we're gonna have some kind of organization there's gonna be different levels for the souls to go and they don't all have to be terrible it'll you know like your more traditional idea of of heaven and hell and yes he came in in and tidied things up a little bit um and and there's been some pushback there's there's definitely pushback they're like no we want our fucking chaos back come on yeah, and I like that uh, scene where he invites her to dinner as the honored guest. And they and eat the get, swans? They eat the swan. He cooks, has the cook whip up the swan that she murdered. But the yeah. food's really good. Like, she's like, oh, this isn't, you know, what I thought it was going to be in terms of the menu offerings for her. I'm surprised she didn't hesitate at all because, I'm sorry, I would hesitate to eat a mythical creature. Especially one that was like kind of like a god or well, she was really hungry. She hadn't eaten in there like was other options. Days. There yeah. were other things in the swan. Like I just I don't I feel like you're gonna something bad's gonna happen to you. Yeah. But it's like, also not really dead, right? Like it's yeah, still it regenerates regenerate. or something. I don't know. So I, I just was like kind of weird that they even and he also is wearing like feathered gloves at at a later point and she has like a amusing of oh, I wonder if those are made from the swan that I killed probably yeah but did I give you off track you were saying something about the meal and I got caught up on the swan oh just that I liked that scene and you got to meet like a couple of older gods who had been with him through this change and one of them I didn't write his name down it's like Sumata or Sumalta or something like that yeah is not a fan yeah it's like one one is like, because one ends up trying to hurt her. Yeah. And then death's like, no, I give you the death touch. Um, and then, but the other one is more chill. The other one's like, yeah, death, so let's do far, this. So far, but I don't so know. Far. I feel like there's, you can't trust anybody, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I trust Lovia. What about the British unicorn? Belle. Oh God, the unicorns, of course. <laughs> Fantastic. Loved that. I loved the unicorn. Me too. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's just like refined and he just like so happy Nadia because like yeah like hannah can hear him and most people can't hear him so which he's is just another shadow way to work yeah that it's like okay she can speak to these beings yeah the same way that death can but not everybody else can so even death himself is like knows about this prophecy and wonders if hannah is the one because it's a mortal too yeah it's a mortal woman so he's like okay you could pick up my daughter's sword you know how to talk to to the unicorns like uh, i'm gonna marry you yeah and you offered that too you offered that up to me as one of the things so she's like if it came to that and he's like well it's come to that we're getting married sarvi is the unicorn's name Sarvi. Yeah. yeah Sarvi's no, great. Sarvi. And he's not like a pretty unicorn. He's not like a labyrinth unicorn. He's Kinda like, like a, a dragon. Yeah. He's like dragon esque and like, there's like, like, or like a exposed crook. bones a little bit. Crux. Crux. Yeah. I kind of got that vibe too. But then, like, when she hears his voice, it's just like, oh, we'd like to have spot tea. Like, <laughs> it's just like, all real, like, just a nice little gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought we were going to get like a shapeshifter sort of deal, but I appreciate nope. that. No, he's just a unicorn 100% of the time with fine taste. Yeah. yeah. And they've got, you know, he and death are bonded. Yeah. So it's like, you know, his protector. Yep. So, yeah, that's great. A lot, very lush world. I love yeah. this world. Like, I, I definitely want to spend time here. Uh, and so does Hannah. Yeah, so, she's like, know, like, fine, yeah, sure, let's get married. I'm here. I'm your, I'm yeah, your like prisoner. She's, she's, like, having a hard time right off the bat, kind of rationalizing. She's got this plan, you know, She's she wants to break free. She wants to go back to her life. She wants to see her father again. Um, but she also can't, like, it's undeniable that she's got connections to this world. Like, she feels stronger here she Mm -hmm. looks different here she's like glowing like she's never looked better and she feels like she fits in a way that she she never felt in her regular life and death brings that up on a couple of occasions too like you you do belong here like you might not want to believe that but like look at the evidence yeah and she kind of says like she she never really felt like she fit in back in like the mortal world, like you know, like she didn't feel as alive. And ironically, in the underworld where death reigns, she feels more herself and stronger. And yeah, but I think she also is like there's this expectation, like she she can't succumb to the allure of this world because she has to get back to her father because her yeah. father. That's the other thing. So when her father gets sent back. His memory is wiped. And so he might not necessarily remember that Hannah traded herself. And also his two partners that we met in the beginning of the book, they were like doing some shady shit. And so she's worried that they're going to continue harm him (laughs) or yeah. And so she wants to get back to like make sure he remembers and that he's safe and to make sure that death did cure his cancer. Like he yeah. promised. There was one point where I was like, wait, what about her dad? Like, she's not even thinking about her dad. I thought she was like, she was so focused on her dad for so long. And then it does like, once again, like I said, the book tends to correct itself when it kind of gets off track. And it did like, it, it was brought up again. And she's like, she basically called herself out like, oh, my dad, it's still about my dad. Like, you know, I really miss my dad. Like she admitted that she was kind of just like 
getting lost in this underworld. Which is also pretty realistic because absolutely. how could you not get swept up? Yeah, no, it's so true. But yeah. And, then, and she's like really having a pretty good time, all things considered. She's having the she's best sex of her life. She's got reign of the so. castle. She's got a death maiden who's kind of creepy, but also is like, she says, at first it was really weird to have like somebody bathing you, but now I kind of like it. I kind of liked that because like I've never, like we read that in these books, but like no one ever has like an opinion about it. Like, or they don't, they want to do it themselves. But the fact she's like, it's kind of okay to have someone pamper you. I don't hate it. <laughs> Yeah, you know? well, it seemed weird at first, but I'm kind of into it. Yeah, so I like that she's like embracing this life here and yeah. and the kind of push and pull that comes with that. Yeah, like that that's also interesting to me and kind of like you said, different than mm-hmm. some of the other books that we've read. Yeah, so like I found at the end because like basically we end like they're getting married. She's got her dress on. It's gonna happen. Down and then Erasmus, huh? Down in the crypt. In the crypt, yeah. And then like, Rasmus shows up, though. I a little bit about the crypt. Like, it's, um, I did It's the old gods. Yeah, the, the crypt is the church. For the sect of the undead, it's a relic from the old days. Death's not allowed to demolish it. He had to build the castle around it. And he kind of hates get, it. Yeah, he kind of hates it. You get the idea that going down there is, it makes him uneasy and it's not, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't enjoy it. But that's yeah. where they have to get married because that's just tradition. But they don't because there's an explosion and then she runs away to try to get to a safe place. I think she's in Death's room. Yeah. Lovia takes her to Death's room because it's warded. Yeah. And but so then she'll Rasmus. be safe there. And she's supposed to stay with Hannah. But of course, she's worried about her dad because her dad had disappeared yeah. before the wedding. No he was him. like late. And so everyone was kind of getting uneasy. And so she's worried that some harm came to him. And so she said, well, I'm going to leave you here because it's it's warded. So you'll be fine. And yeah. she fucks off. And then, yeah, Rasmus shows up at the window. And it's like, let's go. This is your rescue. And I don't know about you, but I was like, don't go. One, <laughs> she does have some, like, you know, she's not totally sold on the idea of leaving. Yeah, because Rasmus already betrayed her once. So it's like, it's not like she has, like, this amazing relationship with him. But, like, ultimately, she does want to get to her dad. Yeah. So. And she also feels bad because she's, she's starting to like she's death. She's fallen. Yeah, I don't think she would never admit that she's falling in love with them at this point. But she is. Ops. Yeah, I mean, I think they're falling in love with each other. Yeah. But yeah, I, as a reader, I definitely had a moment. I'm like, oh, no, stay. But you know she's going to go. Yeah, she's got to go. But I, I want her to stay. I want them to have their wedding. And <laughs> I want him to touch her with his hands and take off his yucky gloves. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I. Yeah. So that's why I had to go on to book two because I was like, understandable. I almost did, and then I was like, no. That last week. Yeah, because this book, the book we're reading next is. I know my Kindle predicted twenty hours. I'm like, okay, I got to get on this. Okay. Well, we do have so yeah. So that brings us to the end of the book, cliffhanger ending. We know book two is out, but not book three. I was actually going to look at that since you mentioned it and see if Amazon has a release date for the third book because I'm just curious. I don't think it's accurate because it said early, but it, it's gone and passed and it's not there. Oh, okay. On on Amazon? Yeah, I think so. Maybe it was Goodreads. I don't know, but let's see. It, it's I'm sure it's coming oh, eventually. Oh, it says there's four books on Amazon. Okay. Well, 
Right now, there's only two that you can read with your eyeballs. No, it doesn't even have a release date yet. Yeah. But there's four books planned. So since we are going to take, we're going to take like a little like mid-season break, a couple yeah, weeks because it's summer and we weeks. got stuff to do. Yeah, both traveling. So Jess will be gone next week and then I'll be gone the weekend after that. So the next episode, so we do have a little bit of extra reading time to catch up on these yeah, long so books. I might read the second one <laughs> before we return. <laughs> yeah. So what are we reading next? We are reading the book of Azriel. And you told me who it was by. Amber V. Nicole. It's all over the Instagrams. It surely is. Yeah. So it's been on to read my it. list. And I had, because I was like, oof, 800 and some odd pages. Eek, yeah. That's, we're getting into Sarah J. Mass territory here. That's yeah. A, that's a beefy book. So I had, a, of course, Elaine read it first. And I said, you just tell me if it's worth it. <laughs> And she said it is. She said, oh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth it. I'm pretty so said, far okay. in at this point. Um, I like it. It's different. Okay. Um, it'll be a good one to discuss. It's, a, it's you know, enemies to lovers. It's a trope we know well, but I feel like it's done a little differently. Mm. Um, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like I it when it. I'm surprised. Lovers, that's my favorite trope. It so. is your favorite. I it think is. you might have some issues with this one. Me man yeah he's he's see this I mean I don't want to get ahead of myself so we will discuss when the time is right I don't know if you're gonna like this if I'm honest because of what I know about you Ooh. Um, okay but we'll see like the story's there and it's intriguing so I think you will get drawn in but I don't know there's a couple of things that I'm like this isn't really Lisa's jam but we'll see (laughs) all right I'm I'm excited it's been on my list since it came out because yeah it's had a lot of buzz around it um And yeah, but I absolutely just had to try to knock out book two of this series. Although now that I know that like book three is a who knows when it's coming now, I'm, now I'm kind of regretful because I assume take a, much yeah. like book one, it's going to end on a, a cliffhanger. You might have to but, take a hard pause. Yeah. I mean, maybe we can come back to this series we and could talk do that. about the other books because I loved it. I, I, like I said, unlike you, it took me a, a minute to, to embrace the story because I just I knew once we got to the land of the dead I was like okay I'm all about it now because I knew that we were gonna get here I knew we were gonna yeah. be going into a, another world and so I just was like let's get there like I don't uh, let's just get I there. can understand that like this book really starts like it does not feel like a paranormal book it doesn't feel like fantasy it doesn't feel like it feels like a girl that's grieving and she goes to Finland and that was enough for me that was cool to me because I I like all that stuff but it did it felt like I was just reading you know a contemporary book like it didn't I don't know yeah. But, but then I mean, it, I, I do have to say, like, I'm all in the second book. Yeah. We go through know. a portal and everything changes. So fine. Yeah. And the second book, I've like, I'm already almost halfway done with it. Okay. And I just started it yesterday. So maybe I'll knock it out then. I really want to finish um, the the beating wings books. Yeah. I know. I wanted to try to sneak that in. But I, I also want to talk about that one for the podcast because that's a great series. Yeah. That's another buzzworthy series. So we'll just keep reading. Reading, reading, yeah. reading. I mean, I, I, I love this series because or this season because I'm getting to read the books that are on my list and I don't feel like I have to. The only issue is when we get into book one of series where we've got other books out and I'm like, I'm expected to not just go on to the second book immediately because I'm supposed to read something else. Unacceptable. I like it. <laughs> keeps it fun. Yeah. I mean, what what it does is is it keeps it, you know, if you can push off reading 
the second book because the third one's not out yet, then you're like narrowing the gap between book two and three release dates. Yeah. And that's ensuring that you'll actually remember the stuff that happened, which is Sometimes always danger. I need someone to help me pause. And so it's good when I have to read something else. <laughs> like also, uh, Jason and I are watching that show Silo. I don't know how I feel about it. like so much is good about it, but then like sometimes the acting is just really, really bad. Um, but I like it there was this episode and it was like it basically ends on a total cliffhanger. And I was like, Well, we have to watch the next one. He's like, No, we can go to bed now. I'm like, No, we can't. Yes, we're going to go to bed now. I'm like, okay. And I went to bed Save and I got some sleep. Yeah. And I watched the show the next day and it was totally fine. So sometimes I have to remember that I don't have to binge it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Harken back to the day where that wasn't even an option. Yeah. Yeah. We lived in that one world. episode came out a week and you just had to make. I mean, some some things still release that way. Like all the HBO shows. Right. Yes. This was an out. HBO or this was a Apple TV Apple show. And I think it did release that way, but we had waited so we could, we had the ability had the to option. watch it all, but we didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more powerless than getting caught up on, on a show where like you think you waited long enough where you'll be able to binge it and then you have to wait you and it's insufferable. Yep. It's, it's really all not right. insufferable, but. It's insufferable. <laughs> There's bigger problems. Anyhow. <laughs> Good chat, Lisa. It's always yeah, nice. <laughs> this, this was a great book. I'm happy we read it, even if it wasn't as new as we maybe thought that it was. I think it's yeah. it's exciting, and I like this author. I like her writing style. Yeah. Sexual vernacular aside, I'm on See? the fence about it. I'm not saying I didn't like it or I – I mean, I didn't like a couple of the words, but I still overall liked the sex scenes. I liked it. I liked their chemistry. I liked. I like when she finally gets to turn around and he takes the mask hot. off, oh, and then yeah. there's that like intimacy between them. It really reminded me of the Game of Thrones when Cal Drago and yeah. Khaleesi come together. I mean, it's kind of the same yeah. way. He had her on all fours. It was very like impersonal, and yeah. then you know she turns around, and the playing field becomes more even, and and it's sexy. Yeah, this book definitely did that. But yeah, I loved it. I thought and I thought it was like scary and sexy yeah. and different and intriguing and lush and, and like lush. I want to I I don't feel like I'm connecting with my world. Can I go down into the underworld and be more powerful there? Yeah, that'd be great. I'm all about it. I want to live in a gothic mansion. Yes, I mean, I love please. my husband, but <laughs> not saying I want to leave my husband for death, but, you know, maybe just a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> a little what happens in the underworld stays in the underworld. There you go. Yeah. All right. And on that note, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Our next uh, episode will be releasing on July 31st. So, oof, we're going to have July in our rearview mirror. The next time we see you guys. <laughs> yeah. So until then, get reading on that 800 page book of Azrael, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. 
If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub at gmail.com.